0: Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. All right, today is February. We are in day five of this month's reading, as we consider Exodus 28 through 31, and then Proverbs 5. So, five observations today. Number one, Aaron and his sons will serve as priests Number two, God provided the people with the right skills to make the priestly garments. We'll come back to that in a minute. Number three, the Lord established various kinds of offerings. We see that in chapter 29, verse 14. Uh, but the flesh of the bull and its skin and its dung you shall burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. Verse 18, And burn the whole ram at the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasing aroma. A food offering to the Lord. Verse 25. Then you shall take from their hands. And burn them on the altar. On the top of the burnt offering. As a pleasing aroma before the Lord. It is a food offering to the Lord. And so you just see a little bit of explanation. About different kinds of offerings. That God's people were to be involved in. Fourthly. The priestly ordination lasted seven days. We see that in chapter 29, uh, in verse 35, Thus you shall do to Aaron and to his sons, according to all that I have commanded you, through seven days shall you ordain them. So you see how serious this event was. And then fifthly, the Sabbath day is explained. We saw that in the Ten Commandments, and then we see it uh, in even more detail uh, later on. Here in in our reading today, in chapter 31, verses 12 to 18, as it gives very uh, detailed examples about what you were to do on uh, the the Sabbath day, which brings us to a few points of application uh, today. One, God provides people to accomplish his will. I think this is one of the the great things we see, not only here in the reading in Exodus, but we see this lived out in our lives, and our churches' lives, uh, over and over again, that God provides the people to do the work that God has given us to do. Um, And I think one of the things that we want to do in our churches is look to find people that God is bringing to us, and what their spiritual gifts are, and how the uh, Lord would have us to proceed. Um, as, as leaders in a church, uh, there are responsibilities that pastors bear, uh, but according to Ephesians 4, the primary work of the pastors and teachers of that church is to build the body of Christ by helping them use their spiritual gifts um, to, to bless others and, and to magnify the name of Christ. And so we want to always be looking around to see Uh, Who is God bringing our way? What are their gifts? What are their talents? Um, How has the Lord uniquely empowered these church members around us and what can they do in the kingdom? Uh, It's not the role of the church member to uh, make the pastor look good. It's not the role of the the pastor to see the church as just a bunch of pieces and pawns to move around and and to just shape an organization. According to Ephesians four, it's the role of the pastor and teachers to train and equip to free up the body of Christ for service and for ministry. Because, uh, as we saw in our reading in Exodus today, God provides people to accomplish His will. He, he provides certain skills and certain talents to be able to do those things. And so we want to be on the look uh, at the spiritual gifts of those around us and how we can teach and equip and train them to do what God has uniquely gifted them to do. Number two, the worship of God is a serious joy. Uh, And I use those two words together on purpose. Um, Worship is a joy, absolutely. Worship should be for us when we gather with God's people, something we're excited about. Uh, It should be something that that we are enthralled with. Worship is not boring. Congregational worship should not be... um, something that we just have to struggle through. It should be something that we're excited about, something that, that we're passionate about, something where, where there's joy there. But it's a serious joy. It's a It's a joy that's not man-centered. Our worship should be a joy that is uniquely God-centered. It's a joy that shows the greatness and the goodness of His name. And so when you read in the Old Testament and New Testament how the Lord deals with worship, it's It's a blessing. It's a gift. It's a joy, but it is a serious joy. Uh, In Ecclesiastes, the writer says that we should guard our steps as we draw near the house of God, that we don't approach worship casually. We don't approach worship um, haphazardly, that we approach worship seriously. It's joy, but it's a serious joy. And when someone comes into our, our church services, if someone who's not a believer comes in, they should absolutely sense there's joy in the sanctuary. But they should also sense this is a different kind of joy. Um, this is not like you see it on a football game on Saturday night. Uh, this is not the same kind of joy you would see at a at a concert Friday night. There, this is a serious joy. Uh, this is a Uh, A joy with sobriety. This is a joy with a weightiness to it. And you see that very clearly as you are in the reading today. Number three, God's imminency is a blessing and a gift. Uh, In chapter 29, in verses uh, 43 to 45, it says, There I will meet with the people of Israel, and it shall be sanctified by my glory. I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar. Aaron also and his sons I will consecrate to serve me as priest. I will dwell among the people of Israel and I will be their God. This is his imminency, that he is near. Uh, he, he draws near to his people. Uh, and what a blessing that God does. And so we've we've heard these terms before. God's transcendence, that he's other than his creation. He's separate from us, yet His imminency, He is near to us. He's different than us, but He's near to us. And we see that on display in our reading today. Closely related, a fourth application, God is the Lord of His people. He's the Lord of His people. Um, That shows us relationship that we have a personal relationship with our God. He is our God. We are his people. Uh, there's, There's a connectivity there between God and his people. And then fifth, the gift of worship and of rest serve good purposes for us. It's good for Christians to set aside the Lord's day for worship. It's good for God's people to have that day that's unique. Yes, we worship God every day. Um, You should not wait till Sunday to be a worshiper. Uh, We can worship uh, in our living rooms. We can worship in our vehicles. We can worship uh, around the kitchen table. We can worship uh, as we pray laying in bed. We can worship uh, as we read uh, in a study somewhere. But there is something for our good on a day set aside for God's people to gather together. Uh, It's also helpful to think of rest as being a gift from the Lord. Uh, We don't want to be lazy. uh, We don't want to be apathetic. uh, But God has designed us to need rest and to remind ourselves that we rest in the Lord, even in, in the book of Hebrews. The writer there says, There therefore remains a rest for the people of God. We rest in Christ. We rest in His sacrifice. And a part of our worship is this very serious joy as we pursue Christ. And a part of our worship is a purposeful, knowledgeable rest in the Lord. And those are both gifts that God gives His people. Then a summary of Proverbs 5 Fidelity to your spouse brings protection and offers the greatest joy and security. Be faithful to your spouse if you're married. Live your life every day with your words, with your actions, with everything about you in a way that would just build increasing trust and security with your spouse, that they would know that you are faithful to them until death parts you. It brings security, it brings trust, and it brings just the greatest joy. Uh, So let's be faithful to our spouses for those who are married. If you're not married, uh, just know that if that's something the Lord leads you to do one day, that you make sure that that spouse God gives you has a place in your heart reserved only for you that no other uh, human being has access to. And in so doing, you bring a sense of protection and trust and security and joy into your marriage. Hope you're blessed as you read today.